how do you win the retirement game? One thing I know is that you have to know the rules. And we're in luck. We have America's IRA expert, Ed Slot on the show today, who's going to share with us what we need to know to win in 2021. I'm Bo Henderson. You're listening to The Retirement Resource. We're here at Rose Creek Community Center. And let's check in with Carl. What's going on, Carl? Nothing much, Bo. You know, I just... Uh... Coming through this season with Valentine's Day, and you know it's got me a little down in the mouth. But I mean, that's enough about me. How how was your Valentine's Day? So yeah, it's a couple weeks back, and uh, me and the Mizzes we went to dinner. You know, took a, actually took a little trip down to St. Simon's Island on the coast of Georgia. Had oh. a nice trip. Uh, the grandparents babysat. Oh, that's always nice to get a little time away. Had the dog boarded, so we had a nice time. That's awesome. What about you? Did you have big plans? Big date? Well. I don't know if you and I talked about this, Bo, but I, I'd, I'd been speaking to a, a lovely lady on the interwebs. And, uh, and you know, I, I'd gotten pretty excited about the date and had, you know, put on a, a nice clip on tie and showed up at, you know, I mean, I was going all out. We were going, out yeah, we got a reservation at Red Lobster. They don't make one, but I just showed up like an hour and a half early to make sure like I was on the you list. Just made, yeah, you said, this is Carl. We take your list. Yep, yep. Well, you. well, okay. We're here. Um and then, uh, and then, yeah, I, you know, sat at the table, and she she never showed. You got ghosted. I did, and I mean, you know, she was beautiful and lovely. She won Miss Hawaii, oh. and uh, and I just I, I thought wait, maybe wait, she wait, might wait, be the wait, one. Wait, wait a minute. So you met somebody on a dating app? Uh, yeah, just online on one of those like um, matchy eHarmony. And she won Miss Hawaii. So imagine a beautiful girl. Yeah, she, I mean. The pictures always looked a little different, so I couldn't tell exactly what she looked like. But I mean, it said Miss Hawaii on there. So, okay. and I mean, it's the internet. You, I mean, if you can't trust the internet, who can you trust? Well, what do you think happened? Why do you think she stood you up? Did Did you have any conversation pre date? It's a good question because I the last conversation honestly was a, a little bit rough in our in our our chat because she kept on asking for my my PayPal login, and I I was like, oh well, I'll send it, but I won't send the real one. And then she she got upset that she couldn't get in. Yeah, that that might be a good thing that didn't work out. I know, but I, I was really excited. I'd, I've never been to Hawaii, so I was hoping she would take me. So I was pretty bummed out, pretty bummed out. About well, Valentine's I'm so. glad your PayPal account's still intact and nobody's hacked you there. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing in it. I just opened it because it was free to do, and I thought I wouldn't be part oh, of the then, PayPal then club. Maybe be okay, but, yeah. you know, as interesting as that is, it's time for In the News. It's time for In the News, and in this segment, I really delegated to Carl. He He's scouring the corners of the earth, the internet, paper, publications, to find interesting retirement topics. What'd you come up with this week, Carl? Well, like you said, I was scouring, and I found a, a, a little-known story about a, probably uh, somebody who nobody's heard of before. Um, I hadn't heard his name before, a guy named Jeff Bezos. Okay, Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah, yeah. So he he owns a company— I think, uh, Amazon. Okay, right. And apparently it sent shockwaves through the financial world um, and the internet and the interwebs because he decided to retire from Amazon. Stepping down. Stepping one of the, down. One of the richest men in the world. Yeah, yeah. And so he started it in his garage selling books, you know, created a library. And then all of a sudden uh, he came up in the, in the piece that I came across um, was asking the question, does it, make it easier when you're wealthy for somebody to walk away from something? Or do higher earners perhaps need even more planning 
than the typical worker. And so I was curious to know what you thought about that, Bo. You know, I could see both sides of that. Now, I have a confession to make. What's that? If something happened and things took off and we were worth $182 billion. With, with a with a B? Uh-huh, like Jeff Bezos, right? So is that where the B comes from, from Bezos? Because it's billions? Billions. Okay, got go. it. Okay. All right. So I would probably retire from CEO of Rich Life Advisors and the Retirement Resource Show. You'd walk away from all of this. I would. I, I the probably fame, would. the celebrity, the fans. You know, we might. You know, I might broadcast from my villa, or I don't know what you would call it, somewhere on the coast to Costa Rica, maybe. I was about to say, I don't think they have villas in Gainesville. No, no, no. What, oh, is, okay. what would it be sitting on the water? Like you know those things you see in Tahiti. Oh, actually? and like the the marina where they're like the 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 cabanas are on the actual yeah. water. That's, that's where that's your future. And and we're gonna maybe I could broadcast from there. We could probably still do the show, but I still would probably at least semi-retire. And in your new villa, are there like house guests? Could be. Yeah, okay, great. I'm just, I'm just come out. putting a plug in there for me. Okay, so you've got all this money, you're retiring. So no, I'm I'm thinking I see in one hand, if you have the resources and you could literally hire a team to run a business like Amazon, I understand why you would do it and how it would be easier if you have the resources to do that. Now, there's some complexities, right? When you're dealing with something with so many moving parts, there's a lot of complexities in planning to make that a reality. But I also think what we'll see uh, Bezos do moving forward is find new ventures. He's already talking about exploring a, a space program and some bigger projects out in the world. And, you know, I guess when you accomplish goals in one level, you go out and see, can I, can I make a difference in the world in another way? So we'll see. Which is fascinating because for me here at the Rose Creek Community Center, you know, I've recently gone through a transition like that. Like I was the head VHS, the head VCR technician. And then when they decided to get rid of that, it's it's kind of like, oh, I've, I've graduated. There's this new season of life and I've got to figure it out all again. So in that way, I guess like me and this guy, Jeff, were kind of the exact same person. That's a great analogy. You, you conquered everything you could in the VHS world and you moved on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Speaking of new and uh, bigger and better things, um, the other piece that I came across was um, people looking for financial advice. Obviously, this is something you deal with all the time, Bo. You know, we're used to the days of people have an office or they call a friend and be like, hey, could you refer an advisor? But uh, this piece uh, through CNBC was talking about a growing number of people are getting them their advice from social networks like Reddit or TikTok. Right. Like, like online. Which is funny because as soon as like, you know, the VHS game dried up here at the community center, I had some time on my hands and I had a, you know, a younger friend put TikTok on my phone. And I got to say, I'm getting all of my life advice from TikTok now. Well, when I saw that article come up, I, it made me think of you because I did, I, I will get some TikToks forwarded to me from, from Carl and it'll be the newest dance move that, that he's checking out. Yeah. By the way, speaking of that, you got to be careful I was trying to record one the other day, like on the pickleball court mm -hmm. here at the community center, one of my dance ones. I mean, Miss Johnson was not happy about it. She was not having it. She kept on trying to photobomb my video. It turned into a whole thing. So you got to be careful where you're recording. Tip to everybody listening, be careful where you're recording your TikTok videos. So when I'm not getting the dance videos from Carl, it might be the investing tip, right? He might tell me, hey, I saw one recently. It's like how to make $2 million in real estate before dinner. 
And and we saw that one, looked yeah. at it, you know. Yeah. I think my dinner's a little early for that investor guy. So I think I needed to wait for dinner until like 7.30 and I eat a little earlier than that. Okay. So what was the, what was the gist of that article? So the question was, what is the problem with this idea? Like, obviously, there's great advice everywhere. You know, I have recently uh, been, uh, you know, a part of an internet relationship that didn't come to the fruition that I hoped, even though I trusted the internet. So what advice would you have as a financial advisor having decades of experience speaking to people now going, maybe I want to find some advice on TikTok or Reddit? You know, I think I love content. I'm a fan of content. We're making content here on the Retirement Resource. So I don't want to dissuade people from listening for new ideas, but I think that's a good thing. So say we see that TikTok, we Mm -hmm. read something on Reddit, and it piques our curiosity. Uh, Maybe that's something we say, okay, I'm interested in real estate in that example. Maybe that's there's an idea. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe I go buy three books, go learn some more and research it and see if that's something I want to pursue. So I think maybe the having seeing if there's some good ideas you want to look into where I think it's dangerous if you take a 30, 60 second clip and make moves off of that advice, because there's typically a lot of context needed for some of this stuff. So your advice to me, somebody who's now like really enjoying TikTok and the way it speaks to me is go use that as the starting point, not the whole strategy. That's right. Maybe maybe use that for some good ideas to look into further. So for me then, looking at this piece, I think that the thing that I'm also taking away is I really want to start advertising my TikTok channel to our listenership. So maybe after I get a couple more dance videos, maybe I sprinkle in some financial advice on my TikTok channel and then we can give everybody my handle and then I could blow up my TikTok channel. That might work. You know, I think I think you might have more luck with the dance moves and we can have people, uh, you know, maybe what is your favorite dance that Carl does? Because I've seen Carl dance and it is a sight to behold, I must say. I mean, if you haven't seen me do a Carlton, I don't know that you've really lived. I mean, that's really the whole thing is uh, is you watch me do the Carlton and I I think it could change your life. It changed Miss Johnson's life on the pickleball court. So tell like you. It. Yeah. Well, as interesting as all of those things are, that's all the time we have for In, In the, the News. news. We are in for a treat. Good friend, mentor to me, and America's IRA expert, Ed Slot. We are so fortunate to have him on the show today. And, you know, we've been through 2020. It brought its challenges. Some of us have had to reset some stuff going on. That, you know, there's been layoffs. There's been pension buyouts. There's been a lot of things that have caused, you know, people aren't working. Businesses have failed. So my question, I wanted to bring in Ed today and ask him, what do we need to do to reset and win the retirement game in 2021? So without further ado, let's give Ed Slot, America's IRA expert, a call right here on the Retirement Resource. Hello, Ed Slot. I'm so excited to have you on the Retirement Resource Show. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks, Bo. Well, so we're here with Ed Slot, and, and I've already told you guys how excited I am for you to learn from Ed. I originally, probably 12, 13 years ago, was my first interaction joining one of Ed's programs. And he's been teaching me details and specifics and things you need to know to navigate taxes and retirement and all the things we talk about here on the Retirement Resource. So, Ed, how long have you been doing this work? Two. Two. Too long. Too long. <laughs> A while now. But it's Probably not just... over 40 years. Remember, wow. you know, uh, uh, but I jumped on the IRA stuff probably 
I'll tell you exactly when, after the 86 Tax Act. So that's oh, like wow. 30, over 34 or 35 years ago, uh, because that's when all these rules came out. It's funny, when they created IRAs in the 70s, remember, before that, people only had pensions. Right. Now, almost nobody has a pension. So they wanted an idea, how could we get people their own personal retirement accounts? And in 74, actually, the first person that could have an IRA was in 1975. Uh, they created a retirement account you could contribute to. But it wasn't for over 10 years later that they had to create rules. They said, hey, wait a minute. These things are going to start accumulating. We better create rules for how to get that money out when they retire. So uh, that's where I got into it. And I realized as a tax accountant at the time that you know I made a bold prediction. You'll like this, Bo. Uh, back in 86, I was in my young 30s. Uh, I said, you know what? Uh, I predict that anybody who's alive in 30 years will be 30 years older. Brilliant. <laughs> bold. I said it was bold. It was out there. And it hit me, these people, this is going to be their life savings at some point. And somebody's right. got to know how to get that money out when they need it the most in, the re in retirement because it's loaded with taxes. That's what your IRA is. It's a big bag of tax and it has to be managed. Now, most advisors only focus on accumulating, and that's fine because obviously you have to accumulate something to have something to protect. But then they they quit. They don't play the rest of the game like uh, in football. Right. You know, there's a saying in football, the score at halftime is irrelevant. Give me the score at the end of the game, and then I'll tell you who won. <laughs> the average person and the average advisor they play up to halftime, and many people play up to halftime. That's the building, saving, investing, accumulating. Right. And at halftime, they go in, pat themselves on the back, and say, wow, we did it. We have all the money we'll ever need for retirement. So they go into the locker room. Meanwhile, the IRS comes out for the third and fourth quarter. They're playing nobody, so they win. So this is why I, this is why I got into this and eventually created the group that you're a member of, Ed Slot's elite IRA advisor group to train advisors who were concerned about the second half of the game, right. which once you've saved it, it's about getting it out. Taxes will be the single biggest factor that will separate you from your retirement dreams if it's not managed in the second half of the game. And that's where advisors like you and over 400 other members of our exclusive uh, educational study group that studies the tax planning this is where you're educated on, and that's where you have specialized knowledge. The average advisor might help you make money, but that is meaningless if you can't keep it. Well, you know, I think in a lot of the system, the infrastructure is really built to help you accumulate assets, which there's right. a time and a place for that. But I like the, I like that you use the analogy of the ball game because it really is two – it's like basketball and football, right? It's two separate games with different rules. And I do see that a lot of people go into retirement playing by the rules they knew for the first 30 or 40 years of the game, and they didn't realize they needed to switch games. Yeah, it's like they, they you know, won the season and didn't show up for the playoffs. <laughs> well, one of the things, so, so we made it to 2021. We made it. Uh, but a lot of people, I think, they're, they're kind of coming in shell-shocked, a little dazed and confused. And one of the things I talk about is that on this show a lot, we talk about being proactive versus reactive. I, found, I find way too many people approach people like me after something's happened. 
And it's a reactive approach. And my drum, my bang is, let's be proactive and address it now so that we have the options and the ability to navigate it and we're not left after the fact. Um, so let's be proactive right now because one of the things we talk about is, is knowing the rules. Is the people we, we have a law of awareness, Ed. And you might have taught me this. I learned this a long time ago. But this law of awareness is we can only change things that we're aware of, right? And, and the idea where, where I see that come up is, we can only do as well as, as we can if we know the rules to navigate the game we're playing, if we use that same analogy. So as we go into 2021, I want, I want the people listening to this show to be proactive. Okay, let's reset. Let's shake it off. Let's address this. So if, if there's anybody that knows the rules of how to navigate this stuff, it's Ed Slot, our guest today. So Ed, what do we need to know going into 2021? What to do? What not to do? Where, where do we go? Where do we start? Well, the first key concept, uh, which is when I develop my whole planning practice and what I teach, is the concept of being proactive. Now, as you know, I'm a CPA. I have over 40 years of uh, being a CPA practitioner with clients doing taxes. But I realized early on in my career that most of my colleagues, CPAs and other tax preparers, were really just history teachers. We told people what already happened. We were reactive. And it's still the case for most accountants. They have the same ritual every year as you'll start seeing in a few weeks or maybe already this year. People go in to see their accountants to get the taxes done and the accountant starts looking and says, oh, you know what you should have done? Oh, you know, if you could have only done that. Oh, you know what you would have, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda every year. And they, so the point is, what should I do going forward? All the past is past. I already did that. And that's the difference between doing a planning, uh, doing a tax return, preparing returns, the tax preparation and tax planning. Right. Planning means looking to the future. So that's what you were talking about. Here's where I see it, the future. Okay. Now, I don't know all the future rules, so let me get my crystal ball out. Oh, I don't need one. I have a better, uh, a better way to figure out what's going to happen. It's a four-letter word called math, M-A-T-H. Look at the deficits and the debt and the money we're spending. At some point, that credit card bill is going to come due. The government can only give you what it takes away from you. That's an old saying, I forget who said it. Right. But at some point, the bill's going to come due. So I worry about future higher rates. Right now, we're in the lowest tax rates that you'll ever see in your lifetime. In fact, when people like me, and maybe many of your listeners, and maybe you too, Bo, but you look a little too young, Baby boomers, not born 1946 through 1964. Do you know the top federal tax rate for each one of those years exceeded 90, 90. No, you didn't hear it. There was no static. Exceeded Nine, zero. 90% wow. except for the last year, 1964, because that's when the Beatles came to America and everybody was so happy they lowered the top federal rate all the way down to only 77%. Could that happen again? Well, Mark Twain had one of the great sayings. He said, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Look at the debts. Look at the deficits. We're in the worst place we were since the end of World War II when all the rates got jacked up. So now is the time to look at your own personal tax rate. This is the proactive planning. Move, start moving your money with advisor help, like from somebody like Bo that's well-trained in, in exactly this kind of planning. Moving your money from what I always like to say, from accounts that are forever taxed 
to never tax. In other words, a Roth conversion. Move from your taxable IRA or 401k. Remember, that money is going to be taxed. You can't spend it till you get it out. And how much you can spend is going to be determined by how high the tax rates will be when you'll need that money the most in retirement, when the paychecks stop, and when you're the most vulnerable. Now you have an opportunity to start looking at your own personal rates. Take advantage of these super low brackets. They won't be here forever because at some point, I believe the math kicks in. So at some point, you want to bring down that taxable debt. That's what your IRA is. It may be half debt and half yours. You think it's all yours until you try and get the money out, but it's loaded with debt. I'm saying just like a home mortgage, pay down that debt at rock bottom rates. It's on sale. The difference between this kind of sale and other sales, like the ones uh, that people rush to the stores for, with these other goods that are on sale, sorry to say, you don't actually have to buy them. With taxes, you do. It's not if, but when. So why not get it at rock bottom prices, which is now? And that's something that, Bo, I'm sure you work with lots of clients on moving at least some of their money, start diversifying your tax risk and building it up in a tax-free account. Yeah, that's so. So we're talking about that, and we talked to an economist recently, Ed, and he is predicting very fervently that tax rates will double, not too far down the road. I mean, it's scary. So let's talk a little bit about. There's a few good things I know um, that that getting that money transitioned from those pre-tax accounts. I think you use this phrase "tax infested accounts," right? Yeah, tax in, not invested, infested, infested right, tax. with taxes. In right. other words, if your house was falling down because of termites, you get an exterminator. That's right. what you need for your IRA. <laughs> well, and then, but but they do some good. So they protect us from future tax increases. But there's also benefits with um, Social Security potentially and yeah. RMDs. Oh yeah, yeah. There's lots of benefits. But here's the secret. I'm going to give everybody the secret to having more money and more of it free of tax. And this is the secret to the, all of tax planning, which. It's so simple, but most people blow it. The secret is pay taxes up front. So people say, what kind of secret is that? Why should I pay up front? So you can have more later and more of it tax-free. You've got to look at the long-term big picture. What do you get the score at the end of the game? Yes, you'll get tackled and beat up now. But if you win the game, that's all anybody ever talks about. Well, it's like a problem, right? It's if you know you have a problem and you don't deal with it, what's going to happen? It's probably oh, yeah. going to be a bigger problem, right? That's Same why my office. dentist has a sign in her office, <laughs> ignore your teeth and they'll go away. It's the same thing. This is why you go to a dentist and get a checkup because it's a lot easier and less expensive than doing nothing and ending up with root canals or like me, implants later on. That's more painful and more expensive. It could have been dealt with early on. So taxes are on sale. Roth conversion strategies probably make sense for a lot of people to look at and work with a planner. The reason we talk about working with a planner, right, is we need to make sure we're doing the right amounts. We're not going to convert $500,000 per se, but we might be able to bump bump up against the next bracket for 10 years. Right. Yeah, probably the best plan is to start a plan to do a series of smaller annual conversions each year, a little at a time. And over time, you bring that debt in your IRA down 
and more of it tax-free. The other thing I love about the Roth is that once you have money in the Roth, not only does it grow tax-free for the rest of your life, but there are no required minimum distributions. What do I like about that? Because that's how, another one of my sayings I'm going to get to, that's how you get your plan, not the government plan. What do I mean by that? What is the government plan? That's you doing nothing. So you get the government plan. If you do nothing at age 72, you will be forced to take money out at whatever the prevailing rates are. You're out of control. Now it's in the government's hand. You want your plan, not the government plan. And you can create your plan by making some of these moves now. You know, in March, Ed, when the market pulled back right around 30%, I had a guy come in and he was needing a $3,000 a month paycheck. And, and unfortunately, that was one scenario to where he had to take it. The market was down 30%. So he took that money at a loss. I had a very similar, I, sit, I had another similar deal where a guy had a $100,000 RMD. The market was down 30%. Guess what? He didn't have his plan to choose, hey, I'm going to let it go this year until the market's back up. He was still... RMDs don't just happen whether the, the market's up or down. You still have to take them. I think a lot of people miss that until they get there and are put in that situation. And that's a good point because we got a break from that in 2020, but RMDs are back this year. And if you're, uh, remember, the new age is 72. But if you're, here's another little planning item. If you normally give to charity, do it through your IRA if you qualify for a qualified charitable distribution, a QCD. It's a great provision. The only negative is it doesn't apply to enough people. It only applies to IRA owners who are 70 and a half years old. For QCDs, that age stayed at 70 and a half. It only applies to IRA owners who are 70 and a half years old or older. But if that's you, at some point, if you give to charity, you're not getting any, uh, any tax benefit for your gifts because most people since the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act a few years ago, take the higher standard deductions. And most people don't get any benefit from their charitable contributions. This is a way to have a direct transfer from your IRA right to the charity, and it's excluded from income. And it can count against your RMD, lowering your tax bill for the same gift you give to charity. Wow. So you're already giving money to charity you could just reposition it and actually get a bigger benefit from it. I like it. Oh, yeah, making the same gift. That's the way you should be gifting. IRAs are the best asset to give to charity. And I'm not saying give all your money to charity to get a tax benefit. Obviously, if I said that, that means give all your money away. You'll be poor, but you won't have any tax. I'm saying doing the giving you're already doing anyway. But do it this way. If you qualify, that's where you have to see an advisor like Bo and see if it fits your situation who's trained, and you know we've hammered you in our workshops and our meetings on these QCDs because most people are blowing it. They still go to their churches, wherever, and still put money in the plate, write checks with no benefit. There's there's a benefit, no tax benefit. It's the taxes. If you could could save taxes making the same gift you normally do, what the heck? (laughs) Right. Well, so that's, that's again, you're just moving the bucket. We make that that distribution from for a better benefit. Great planning, great strategy. You know, I I was mentioning this to a charity because a lot of charities, believe it or not, this provision has been around for years. They're just so slow to react. It's not like they're loaded with advisors. They're charities. Uh, And uh, I mentioned this to a charity a couple of years ago, and I remember them saying, so I, I showed them the math on how much a person could save. 
So you know what the guy at the charity said? Oh, that's a lot of savings. That's more money they can give us. I like it. Yes. Yeah, so so that's the, again, just strategy, little tweaks to get a better result from the same puzzle pieces. Yeah, yeah but the, puzzle pieces. the key to all this plan, remember I said the IRA, your 401k, you call it the free tax money. Right. It, it's loaded with tax. The plan is to get that tax money out at the lowest possible cost. Now, with these QCDs, you get it out at zero. But right. even if you're just taking the distributions, uh, you can get them out at today's low rates. Look at those brackets. We're going to look back in a few years and say, well, remember back in 2021 when we had that 22% and 24% bracket? Well, I think here's the thing, Ed. Even if, even if taxes were half of what they, they are now, people will complain because we don't like to pay extra or pay it to the government necessarily. But like you said, they're, they're historically on sale and it's a mind shift. Yeah, here's the thing. You're absolutely right about that, Bo. Everybody I ever ran into in over 40 years of doing tax planning complains about taxes. Right. And people complain about everything. But taxes unifies us. I'm telling you, everybody complains about taxes. So here's my advice. You can complain about them or do something about them, which you have the opportunity. It's under your control. These are things that are under your control. It always comes down to this. The more you plan, the more you keep. But to keep more and pay less, you have to have a plan, which almost nobody does. Everybody thinks they have a plan. That reminds me of that old saying by the great philosopher and boxer, Mike Tyson. He said, <laughs> everyone thinks they have a plan until I punch them in the face. Right. And they don't have a plan anymore. Taxes is that coming punch in the face. It's coming, maybe slowly, but that right hook or whatever the saying is, is coming around. We just don't know what year it's going to hit. So, so yeah, we can we can pay attention to our taxes. Taxes are on sale. Maybe to look at that Roth conversion strategy while they're on sale. Uh, we have RMDs back this year, and we can look at strategy to lower that. Good information with the QCVs for those people seventy and a half. A way to get that money out without the tax, right? So one of the things you you talked about, Ed, and again we talked about being trained by your elite advisor group, right? Is that you might give me a different number. I'd say 95% plus advisors out there that you run into aren't trained to do this stuff. They're no, you're wrong. Do... I have the percentage. Okay. It's 99 point something percent. I, I had a feeling I was being generous. Yeah. Uh, and when I say that, people say, well, wait a minute. Ed. Are you saying only 1% of the advisors in this whole country have this kind of training? And I said, no, it's less. I round it up. <laughs> right. Because most advisors come from a different school. They come to help and good intention. I'm not talking about eating bad. Sure. They come with the intention of helping you make money, but that's where they stop at halftime. The key is once you make the money to hold on to it, not only hold on to it, but leverage it into more money that you can actually keep tax-free. The key is have more, keep more, and make it last. But you have to have a plan to do that. Most people don't because they don't have the advisors with the kind of training that you and our other advisors around the country have. Remember, there's only about, I'd say, somewhere around 450 advisors at this level of training that you have out of, I don't know, maybe there's a half a million advisors in the country. So it's much less, it's a speck of 1% that is at the educational level with that specialized knowledge that you and our other advisors have. And that's retirement strategy planning to me. Uh, so much of what I see presented to the consumer is, 
here's a mutual fund or here's a product or something. Right, right. Here's our retirement strategy. No, that, that, that might be one component, a growth component or an income component of six, eight, 10 things that have to be integrated together. And that's the training. So Ed, is there a consumer site for somebody listening to it? It's well beyond the capacity for them to reach me here in Atlanta. So if they're looking for, for just, hey, is there something? Oh, yeah, they could go to our website, irahelp.com, and hit find an advisor. And you'll see people like Bo Henderson in the Georgia area and others all around the country, irahelp.com, irahelp.com, go to find an advisor. Now, these are advisors I've trained, not on investments. Remember, don't get the wrong idea. I don't do investments. I'm an accountant. I'm a tax advisor. I don't sell stocks, bonds, funds, insurance, annuities, none of that. But it's all about the taxes. That's what will determine how much you keep and how much goes to the government. You ever hear the saying, less is more? Well, less is not more. Less is less. Except when it comes to taxes. The less you pay, the more you keep. But to keep more and pay less, you have to have a plan, but I also believe you need an advisor that has the specialized knowledge, which most don't. So I'm happy to be here today with Bo Henderson, one of the few advisors around the country that has invested in their education. Most don't. Well, I appreciate that, Ed. And as we kind of, so yeah, if, if, you're, if you're on the other side of the country and you say, hey, you know what? I like what, what Bo and the conversation Bo and Ed are having, but I really like the idea of finding somebody that I can go sit in their office. Go to the website, irahelp.com, and it's find an advisor, right? Right, right. Simple uh, as that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, the best thing about it doesn't mean all our advisors, as you know, Bo, know everything, but here's sure. what they know. And this is this, another secret I'm going to give to everybody to, to find out if they have the right financial advisor. The right financial advisor will know what they don't know. At okay. least they know to ask the most dangerous advisor in any field is not knowing what you don't know. If you don't know what you don't know, you're in trouble and so is everybody you work with. Our advisors, yes, we pummel you, as you know, in our workshops, they're extended uh, you know, cases, rulings, laws, planning strategies, updates. I mean, you get it all. But all you have to do is know that, oh, you know, there's something Ed and his team said about that. The client will come to you, you'll remember. And this is the biggest benefit that Bo and our advisors have They have me and our team of IRA experts to tap into when questions come up. It's like we're their back office. So you can get the right answer the first time. This is critical for anybody listening or watching. Why? Because these tax rules surrounding IRA or plan distributions, getting your money out, are very rigid and often unforgivable. Mistakes are very tough to undo. And they can be costly. So you need to know you're getting the right answer the first time. There's no do-overs. Well, and there's a lot of things. There's a lot of common things that you can easily Google that people deal with. But there is a lot of very intricate, specific cases that, that require intense expertise to get your money or other other cases we, that we come up with. And I wish I had my book. I see it in your background, Ed. Oh, um, I got them all over we, the place. We go through a book about this thick and, and every time we get together, yeah. uh, updates, case rulings, yeah. wild one-off case that um, you need to know about. In case, there you go. It's just one of our uh, workshop manuals. <laughs> right. I mean, right. It's you know, people often joke with me about all these books here and they say, Ed, did you actually read all these books? No, I wrote them. I was going to say, you wrote most of those, didn't you? 
Well, that's great. Well, Ed, thanks so much. I mean, between the the secrets, um, the the tips, the you know, I really appreciate you telling us focus on the taxes because I do. I'm a big believer that um, that you know some of the investing that's not the hard part. That that can be diversified for the growth piece. The the hard part is making sure we're getting to use as much of our money as we possibly can. And I think taxes is going to be the biggest driver of that. Taxes will be the single biggest factor that separates you from your retirement dreams. And the key differential uh, differentiator will be, do you have an advisor that has the education to take you all the way through to the end of the game, not just halftime? How many football games, let's go back to football, do you see, especially college, folks? Okay. How many games are won or lost usually in the last five seconds? Almost every one of them. You notice that? Right. Comes down to the last drive. Yeah, yeah. Something they make a kick and two seconds left. That's why you got to play this game to the end. And that's why you need an advisor that can get you there right to the end of the game. And, and here's the checklist item I find, Ed. If if you know you need to have a retirement, say say if we're talking, I will ask people is that when they come in to you know talk about any aspect of retirement, I'll say, what is your retirement tax plan? And can you guess the response? They look at you like you have four heads. Yeah, crickets. Or crickets. they'll say, I don't know, here's my 401k. What's in there? I don't know. Right. Or, or maybe I do a tax return every year. That's not a time retirement tax plan. So yeah, I think we hit on, on the key is focus on the taxes. If there's any takeaway, I think that's a big one. So as we kind of wind down, Ed, one again, I appreciate so much the work you do, um, the impact you have by educating the people you do because it reaches thousands and thousands, probably tens and hundreds of thousands of consumers, the work that's being done. And I appreciate you for spending a few minutes as part of the the Rich Life Retirement or the the Retirement Resource Brain Trust here on the show. And as we kind of wind it, as we're kind of wrapping, any last minute takeaways for listeners for 2021 that you'd say, hey, one more thing from Ed? Well, all the laws have changed. So the first thing you should do is make an appointment and first thing, check beneficiary forms. If you remember, Bo, in your first day in every program I ever did, that was always the first thing. This is where everything implodes. You work your whole life, and these things haven't been looked at. They're in drawers. You know, I, I, I've talked to clients over the years. I asked them for their beneficiary forms. And you know what I see? Uh, you know what I see on most of those beneficiary forms? Like that movie with Bruce Willis. I see dead people. Come in. <laughs> And I said, they said, oh, my wife's my beneficiary, but she died 20 years ago. These things have to be updated. The SECURE Act upended most people's plans. So right. that's the first thing I would do. These things are a moving document. You have to have an advisor that can help you make sure your plan stays on track as life events in your, in your life happen. What do I mean? You have a birth, a death a marriage, a divorce, a remarriage, you had a new grandchild, change in the tax laws happens all the time. So uh, you that's where I would start. And don't worry if you can't find any of the beneficiary forms. Nobody can because nobody knows where anything is. That's why you go to an advisor that's trained in this, like Bo here, and that's where you start. Let's see what the plan is. Remember, these things can always be updated. That's the great thing. So when should you do all this? Here's a big call to action. Three words while you're breathing. Works better that way. Well, yeah. And when? Uh, now, right? Yeah. Right. Put it on the to-do list. I learned that lesson early. Uh, and 21 years ago, I was 23, 24 years old. I was working at a hospital helping with a 403B plan. 
and uh, met with a woman and her husband died after 20 years. And guess who was on the beneficiary for his $400,000 403B? I don't know, an ex-wife or something? His ex-wife. <laughs> That's and always the case. So ever since then, every time we check beneficiaries, right. we drive at home too. That's an important point. And you want to get this done before you run out of time is basically what I'm saying, which reminds me of another saying by a famous football coach, Vince Lombardi. He said the Green Bay Packers never lost a football game. We just ran out of time. <laughs> I haven't thought I like that. All right, Ed. Well, I do. Again, I appreciate you being here on the show. And thanks so much. You dropped in, in 25 minutes more information than, than I learned probably last year. So great stuff. And well, I'm glad you're you. sharing it. Uh, with everybody, the more people that know, the more their retirement savings they'll get to enjoy. Yep. We can only change what we're aware of. And we've learned some new things today and how to address it. Well, so proud to be with you, Bo. Yeah, irahelp.com to plug into more, find those advisors. And we'll be right back on the Retirement Resource. Man, Bo, I got to say, every single time we have a guest on, I think there's no way that we can learn anymore. And every single guest, I'm taking stuff away that I've never heard before. So Ed, bring in the heat. And it was interesting, as as great as Ed's content was, and I was blown away to learn, like at some point, there was a tax rate of 90% for somebody. The thing that I really took away and would love for you to talk a little bit more about is this idea of you can't change what you don't know. Is that it? I, I don't think I got it quite right. Yeah. What did you say? Yeah, you can't change what you're not aware of. So that's, aware that's of. why we like to bring up good conversations. That's why we bring experts in as guests because when we learn new things, we're now aware of new things. And if we're aware of some of these things that Ed was talking about, now we have the ability to change them. So a lot of times mistakes are made. It, it's unconscious incompetence, right? It's you you un, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So knowing the rules, if you're aware of something, the law of awareness, we call it that. You can change what you are aware of. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. So I'd love to hear from you, you know, you being on the the call there uh, with Ed. Um, and I know you've been a long time kind of mentee and he's somebody who's poured a lot into your career. Um, what are the things you're taking away from that conversation today? Well, one, this ties into what you brought up, Carl, was this idea that, you know, you talked about the law of awareness. And what I really took away from Ed's content and his information is you have to know the rules to win the game. And when I'm referring to the game, I'm referring to the game of retirement. And if we don't know the rules we're playing by, we're bound to mess up. We're, de- we're, we're bound to go out of bounds. We're bound to, to get in a penalty box, however you want, whatever analogy you want to do. So by knowing the rules, the rules that pertain to us, that apply to us or our situation, we can take that upon ourselves. Which brings me to my second point that I really took away from this is people that are proactive are the winners in the retirement game. So, hey, what, what applies to me? This is something I need to know. I need to research. I need to go to classes. I need to read books. I need to be aware of because there's no one else out there that's going to do it for you. So let's be aware of the things that, that are relevant to us in our retirement and let's get the best information to make the best decisions possible. And those are the people that win the retirement game. Man, and we want everybody to win, which we appreciate you guys being here for. And speaking of winning, one of our favorite parts of the show is coming up next. It's time for In the Mailbag. Well, Well, that music means it's time for In the Mailbag. And this week, we've got Connie from Greenville. has got a great one. Bo, she's asking, so me and my husband have a bit of a hard time talking about money. 
And you've talked a lot about how it's important for both spouses to be involved in planning for retirement, and it's making me nervous. What advice would you give me to help us walk down this path of retirement together? That's a great question. So, Connie, thanks. One, one thanks for your question. I think this is going to be helpful to a lot of people. And, Carl, I think we need to send Connie like a Rich Life book, maybe a T-shirt. Yeah, it's a great idea. For yeah, let's do, that. let's do that. And if you have a question, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. And in case you've forgotten the ways to do that, you can go to askbo.com, A-S-K-B-E-A-U.com, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash retirement resource. Leave your questions there because we'd love to send you some free books, some free swag, and mostly we'd love to get you the answers to your questions. So, Bo, once again, we got Connie asking, how can she get maybe her spouse more involved in this conversation? On the same page. You know, on the same page. It's not uncommon when I see a household come in, a couple that naturally one is a little more inclined or organized or set up to be kind of the point person in the financial aspect of the relationship. That's not at all uncommon, and that's not a bad thing at all because somebody needs the job. But what I do see causing issues is if somebody just, their their role is, I'm just going to take care of it. And they think that's a good thing. I'll take care of it. My partner doesn't have to worry about it. Where that can become a bad thing is when maybe there's some expectations or maybe there's some ideas and you're not on the same page and when something comes out later, there's a surprise, mm-hmm. right? Or say one of you dies. Say the partner dies that was running point and never really involved the spouse or the partner in that conversation. You're leaving the surviving spouse in a very vulnerable situation by not knowing what did we do? How did we do it? What's the plan? So what I found, Carl, is when I'm dealing with couples, a lot of times I find myself as kind of the neutral third party to say, let's have a conversation. And it doesn't have to be, we don't need to know things necessarily in depth. It's that are both couples on the same page? Do we know kind of the, the big picture? Where are we now today? What is our goals? What is our plan? And that can be as simple as a quarterly same page meeting between couples. Uh, you know, it might not sound like the most exciting date night, but I found a lot of times across, well, really across the board, I've never seen a couple come together and communicate about their money and get on the same page that it wasn't a relief. Mm-hmm. And people say, I actually had somebody not long ago tell me, the wife called and said, uh, Bo, us starting to talk about money together was one of the most intimate things we did for our marriage. I said, wow, that's powerful. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and and just having somebody whose friends I know talk about this a lot um, in their relationships and going, you know, kind of what were the three things you weren't really supposed to talk about when you were a kid? It was, you know, uh, uh, politics, sex, and religion. Right. And I feel like for a lot of people, money. It, money was that kind of fourth thing that they never really were allowed to talk about. And so it's interesting when you come into a relationship, everybody has different history with money, mm-hmm. with their family, and to merge those two worlds. And especially if, especially when you're talking about retirement, a lot of people don't get to that until maybe later on in the relationship. So you've got lots of history, lots of baggage, lots of ways that you've already communicated about money. And so you're trying to redo that whole real estate. You know what happens? That, that's a great point. Your money history, I see this happen in relationships a lot, and there's a lot of conflict. I mean, to our listeners, I know none of you have ever fought with a with a partner or a significant other about money, right? I'm joking, <laughs> right? Because it's the biggest cause of fights in relationships. Isn't it still the number one reason for divorce? Yeah, it, it causes it's spikes right. in divorce and things like that. So I think that's the deal is, is it a new habit to maybe do a, I call it a, I call it a date night to maybe once a month, once a quarter, I'd say minimum, just let's get on the same page. Let's have a conversation. Money's something we have to do to live. So let's just talk about it. Money loses a lot of its negative energy when we just talk about it. It's something we have to talk about. And if you do that 
the question is, isn't our relationship worth it? Because the cost, right? The mm. price might be, this is price versus cost, right? The price might be, we're going to have to have learn something new. Maybe have an uncomfortable conversation at first that will get easier, but the cost of not doing it could be wrecking our relationship, future fights, and even maybe worse. And to your point too, like if uh, from the negative side to the positive side, if the price is having an uncomfortable conversation, the value created that is intimacy and depth and an improved relationship. Right. And probably more money down the road or at least being on the same page. And like I said, the part that's hard for me is when these conversations are never addressed and somebody's left really lost somewhere in the situation in the household. So have those conversations about money. I promise you'll be glad. I've never had a couple do it that said it wasn't a great thing once they did it. Amazing, amazing. So once again, we want to say thank you to Connie for such a great question. And for those of you who would like your question answered on the podcast, you can get us at askbo, A-S-K-B-E-A-U.com, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash retirement resource. We would love to answer those questions. Once again, this has been In the Mailbag. Well, between Ed Slot's information, the in the news pieces, some some delightful conversation from Carl, right? And some good As ideas, always, right? yeah, always. I'm bringing it. And Connie's question, uh, you know, I think we talk a lot about money, but Connie brought up a good point that's completely intertwined. It's money and relationships, and where they kind of fit together. So, yeah, because if the people aren't right, the money won't improve it. That's right. So great show overall, and you know. I'm I'm going to head out. I've got a little work to do, a couple meetings with clients. But Carl, what you got? What do you have going on the rest of the week? Uh, well, actually, Bo, I just uh, got a notification from the dating app that I'm that I'm on. Oh boy! Oh uh, yeah, uh, it's actually this is Miss Delaware, 1971. I I think she might be the one. Wait, did you learn anything from your last experience from Miss Hawaii? I mean, that maybe just Hawaii is too far away. I mean, okay. Delaware is closer. I can drive. Well, well, good luck with that, Carl. Yeah, and. What is, what is Apple Pay? What is that? She's asking for Apple Pay. I, I'll find out on the date. It'll be great. Wow. I won't have to wrap it there. That's about all we have time for this week on the Retirement Resource. We'll see you next time. Same place, same time right here. Room number three. I'll be here with Carl on the Retirement Resource. The Retirement Resource Show is for entertainment purposes only. If you could call it entertainment, that Carl is the worst. The content represents the thoughts and opinions of Bo Henderson and guests of the show. If I'm being honest, I really think I should be the co-host. <laughs> Before making any financial, tax, or legal decisions, consult with qualified professionals. Jeez. That was a pain. I'm out.